Today on Live On Air with Stephen Cuoco on Power 98.5 Satellite Radio, we've got Cynthia Bailey. Cynthia is one of Bravo's Real Housewives of Atlanta consecutively for the past 11 years. She's currently starring in Lifetime's original film, Cruel Instruction, and works as a fill-in co-host on The Real and E! Daily Pop. Today at 7 a.m. Pacific, 10 a.m. Eastern, Power985.com. Hey, what's up? My name's Grant Kenoki. I'm a singer, songwriter, producer, and artist, and you're listening to Power 98.5. Hey, everybody. This is Nick Mayhew, three-time gold medalist and three-time world record holder, and you're listening to Power 98.5. We don't play the social game. We are social. Power 98.5. You're listening to Power 98.5, powered by United Angels Dream, your number one resource for public relations, entertainment, and multimedia. Contact them today at unitedangelsdream.com. Hi, this is Dan Aykroyd. He's progressive. He's beautiful. He's thoughtful. He's intelligent. He's powerful. He's positive. He is Stephen Cuoco on Power 98.5 Satellite Radio. Empowering listeners from the U.S. to the U.K. Live on air with Stephen Cuoco. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. I'm Stephen Cuoco. You are live on air with Stephen Cuoco on Power 98.5 Satellite Radio. It's a great morning here in Las Vegas, Nevada. The birds are chirping. We're going to be getting into 70, 80 degrees this week. What else can I say? So my good friend, Miss Cynthia Bailey Hill, she's on the East Coast. We're going to find out what the weather is like out there, but I'm sure we're both and hopefully not dealing with any snow. I know in the outskirts of Nevada, there's a lot of still snow on the mountains and everything, but we're going to find out from her what's going on, what the weather is like, how she's feeling, how she's doing. We're very happy not to be doing video today only because we both don't have to worry about getting too too ready. We can just be relaxed, have our coffee, have our Danish, whatever it is that makes us feel really good in the morning. And I know I did some meditation before this interview. That's what it's all about. So without further ado, we've got Cynthia. She considers her uh, herself the greatest or what would be the greatest accomplishment as a fashion model was being photographed by photographer Annie Leibovitz for Vanity Fair magazine alongside Iman Beverly Johnson, Naomi Campbell, and Tyra Banks. Personally, her greatest accomplishment is her daughter, Noelle Ford Robinson. Cynthia credits her strong will and strong spiritual background for her success. She believes in hard work, ambition, love, and positive affirmation. Everyone has a destiny. With faith in yourself and faith in God, you can accomplish anything. When you send that energy out to the universe... It has to come back to you, and I am in full agreement with you, Cynthia. Good morning. Hi, good morning, Stephen. What's your morning like so far? I mean, no snow, no winter cold, 30 degrees? Well, I'm actually back on the West Coast. I was just in New York, but I flew back, so I'm in Cali. 
So it's, it's beautiful here today. Okay, good. So we've got the same weather, no allergy issues going on or nothing. No, so far so good. So far, my my husband was struggling a little bit. He he struggles with his allergies, but um, no, I'm I'm good. You've got a show or an interview coming up with him soon, right? Yes. Well, actually, I just did it. I just did it, and um, it was. I don't know if he's gonna want to interview me again. You know, he did the section that was like these rapid fire questions, and it was like keep it was called keeping it real with Mike Hill. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know how real he really wanted to keep it, so I just <laughs> kept it all the way real. And you know, he asked me a question, and I gave him a real answer, and I think he was very surprised. <laughs> You've got a lot coming up. We're going to get to what I find is to co-star next to Catherine Mannheim. I am a true and huge um, ally of hers. I believe yes. that she is so, so much more than what we may see in a public eye. I don't hear much about her anymore, but this woman is talented. For you to have... Uh, this movie, Cruel Instruction, it's going to air Saturday, March 12th, uh, uh, 8 Pacific, 7 Central on Lifetime. Mm-hmm. What was this like, this experience to do this film with Cameron Mannheim? Well, first and foremost, I agree with you um, when it comes to Cameron. I was completely a fan of hers. I still am a fan of hers. I was starstruck. I was like everything. I could not wait to get on set with her. And when I tell you, Stephen, her spirit is so beautiful. She is such a humble, sweet woman, so talented, has every reason to be a diva and all these different things. And she basically embraced the entire cast. She made it a point to, you know, talk to me, introduce herself to me. And turns out she's a fan of, of, you know, she knew exactly who I was. And I was like, wait, you're a fan of mine. I'm a fan of yours. So uh, she was very giving. She was very giving. And for someone who was fairly new to the acting world, that meant the world to me because I really wanted to not only do an amazing job in my role, I really wanted to, to make the other actors that I am that I was working with, such as Cameron, feel like I, I deserve to be there, that I, you know, I'm ready to do the work um, and I respect the game. So I, the fact that, you know, she kind of, as soon as she met me, we were like, she was like, I love you. I was like, I love you. And I was like, that just gave me that extra boost to do the best that I could do and just be taken seriously as, as a new actress. What I really appreciate and we're we're both east coast people is that but you're not originally from new york right you're no from, i grew you're up from in alabama. alabama yep Got and it. i moved to new york when i was 18 years old you still have a vibe of an east coast woman yeah you know that new york never leaves you it doesn't um honestly i i was raised in alabama but i always say i grew up in new york i moved there when i was 18. my real life started in in new york city i had never been exposed to anything until i moved to new york i had never been to you know a real nightclub i'd never um just even been around so much diversity in my life you know it was one of my first times on an airplane going to new york everything was like a big first for me so um new york 
I lived there for many, many years. New York has always been very good to me. I still have my 917 number. So you just locked it in, I believe. So (laughs) 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 Atlanta and LA is home now, but New York will always have my heart. What I really appreciate, uh, you know, when it comes to you, Cynthia, is I've been watching, you know, for obvious reasons, and it is my favorite show, you know, The Real Housewives of Atlanta. You know, we understand we're both in the entertainment industry. We mm-hmm. understand that editing is everything. Perception is everything. What I really am honored about in this moment with you is you're a Pisces. Your element is yes. water. Yes. And there is has been nothing. And I'm I'm an Aries, very Jersey, very East Coast. Mm-hmm. I will mm-hmm. I will be absolutely honest. And with this I really believe that at times and nothing to Bravo or casting is that you, you yourself are underestimated. And that's what I really felt with the energy. When I looked at the poster to, uh, you know, the new film that's going to be coming Mm -hmm. out Mm -hmm. March 12th is both Mm -hmm. you and Cameron both share in that identification of being mis not only somewhat misunderstood depending on mm-hmm. the circumstance but underestimated and mm-hmm. i truly believe that you have and i'm saying this with my heart because like i said i meditated and prayed this morning before coming on live with you is there is so much more that god has for you and i Amen. mean in ways whether it, you want to do film you you mm-hmm. done tv but you are nowhere near done if you truly believe that you are not done in your life. Yeah, the best is yet to come. And I so appreciate you sharing that with me because it's exactly it's exactly right. Um, in terms of going, taking it back to Real Housewives of Atlanta, I think, to be honest with you, Stephen, I am underestimated when it comes to the fans and the show. I think... Bravo and NBC has always understood my my power, and they've always treated me as such. Uh, I am I've always been the go to for all of the commercials that they do, anything that ever came up where they wanted a representation for the Real Housewives of Atlanta. I was always one of the first to get that phone call. There's so many things I did outside of Housewives with the network. I left. Real Housewives in a great, great position with the network. Uh, I have a great relationship with Andy Cohen. I have a great relationship with Sherry Levine. All, all of my executives, great relationship with Truly Original. So I'm, I'm like one of those characters. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a workhorse, number one. Uh, I have a great work ethic, number two. I understand that this is a job. Number three, I've always tried to leverage and use the platform and number um, I don't even know what number I'm on now, but whatever number I'm at now, uh, for <laughs> number me, four. number four, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, for me, my rule, I had one rule. If I won't do it in real life, I won't do it on the show. I feel like I gave my authentic self. I think, um, I never sold my soul again. If I wouldn't do it off camera, I wouldn't do it on camera. And, um, you know, one of the things, one of the reasons why I know that the network has always valued, valued me, which mean, which always meant the world to me, is the fact that, you know, for 11 consecutive years, like I always got my contract, I always came back, 
Um, I made a lot of money on the show and I always knew that they appreciated my personal story because I always gave it. I gave literally like a marriage, a divorce. I gave everything. I gave my, my, my child coming out of fluid. I gave everything that was really happening in my life. And when it comes to reality TV and when it comes to the network's position for the show, they feel like they honestly feel like they can get anybody to come on and fight with, with each other and argue with each other. But everyone does not have great personal story. Everyone doesn't have a personal story that fans even really care about. So personal story, it's hard to find someone that really has real things going on in their life that they're willing to share with the world. Anybody, they, they can cast anybody to come over and argue and get into it with people. That's easy. And um, I know that they would agree with me. So I, I gave, I gave, I gave until I had nothing else to give. And that is why after 11 amazing, incredible, unforgettable years, I decided it was time for me to move on because true to what you just said, I know that the best is really truly the yet is, is yet to come for me. And I honestly think as hype as, as big as the real housewives of Atlanta is and how, um, and even with all the exposure that I got from being a consistent cast member, a consistent peach holder for 11 years, that I don't believe in my heart is what I'm going to even be known for. I think the biggest thing that's gonna happen for Cynthia Bailey Hill has not even happened yet. And it's so exciting to be able to walk toward whatever God has for me, uh, just in terms of whatever this next thing is. But I think it's gonna be huge. I think it's gonna be phenomenal. And I think it's gonna be something that um, it's going to be great for me and it's going to be great for everyone else because I really want to this next chapter to be about me fulfilling my purpose, being happy, having peace, but also being in a position to help people. If I could find a job where I could make money and it actually helped people as well, that would be amazing. What I hear and what I feel is, as you were sharing, Cynthia, Something in a music industry, whether it's doing a show, here's what it is. You are a Pisces. You are a strong woman. You're mm -hmm. from Alabama, but at heart, in spirit, a New York woman. Mm -hmm. Consider something in music or getting into whether it's television, mentorship. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, mm -hmm. you've got a background in fashion. You know, mm -hmm. instead of maybe thinking fashion show, why mm -hmm. not do something, you know, a show to put on for musicians? Because the number one thing that has, you know, been hit is the music industry. Mm -hmm. And musicians are so underrated, so mm -hmm. grossly underpaid. I, mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm looking at this one photo of you. And um, as I like to just have a series of photos on Google in front of me just to get that intuitive vibe and that connection. Mm -hmm. And it says, uh, Real Housewives of Atlanta, Cynthia Billy, and I'm going to add Hill now, defends mm -hmm. fellow model Tyra Banks. And as I'm looking at that photo, I see more than just a judge, more than an influencer. I see, mm -hmm. you know, really uh, an angelic, you know, confidant that is very different that musicians don't have in this world from someone mm -hmm. who understands everything from a bigger perspective like mm -hmm. you so whether if you could ever get on you know nbc the voice or if mm -hmm. netflix is starting a new show something in the music industry 
these musicians need someone like you as an advisor and a mentor? Oh, thank you. You know what? Thank you so much. I never really thought about music because that's not really um, my lane per se, but it still is entertainment. It still is inspiration. Um, so I received that, Stephen. That that's you just actually. I just wrote that down actually on my notepad. <laughs> <laughs> that's on my other list of things that you know I would be open to. Um, and and that's the great thing about this next chapter. I'm I'm open to whatever God has for me. I really, really, truly am. And um, you know, I just recently celebrated my 55th birthday in the Big Brother house. Actually, happy birthday! And <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you so much. And um, one of the things that I always want to make sure people know and understand is it is you're never too old to, to, to dream and you're never too old to, to be happy and you're never too old to have peace. And one of the reasons why I am so vocal about, hey, you know, I'm a woman in my 50s, I'm a woman of a certain age. Um, I, I purposely and intentionally put that out there because I know that I am in an industry that really caters, you know, really more to younger, you know, the younger generation. And when you like hit 50, a lot of people think that, oh, well, you know, you know, that part of your life is like, you're, you know, you're basically, you're old and um, that you're basically old and, and I don't, I feel more young and alive and, um, at peace than I ever did in my twenties and thirties. So I just want to just always kind of put that out there to people. I know you didn't really ask me about the age thing, but that's just something that I always want to always try to get in whenever I, you know, speak to someone. And I think you, I get like very spiritual vibes from you. So I feel like, you know, something like that would, you know, would resonate with you because it's, it's true. And, and it's a blessing to get old. Like a lot of people don't, don't live to see 55. So I don't take it for granted and I'm living every day to the fullest and I'm open to anything and everything that God has for me. Has it gotten better as you've <laughs> advanced in your experience in your human life has it gotten better now at the age of 55 than you could have ever expected before cynthia unbelievable because now i have the lessons the life the life lessons i've gone through i've made the mistakes i've you know i've been you know i've lived life i've, I've lived i've lived so much of my life and this next chapter is truly, truly about me really making a real impact on the world and really being comfortable, completely comfortable with who I am and never compromising um, my peace, my joy for anyone at this point. You know, I think, you know, I remember my grandmother, God uh, rest her soul, you know, she lived to be almost 100 years old. And, you know, as you get older, you can be unapologetically you it is what it is take it or leave it and that is the era of my life that that i'm living at this point i i am me and i know my intention i know that i want to be an inspiration i know that i'm for everything that's good i know that i am humble i am kind um until you piss me off, uh, <laughs> then 50 Cent comes out. 
but I think that's everybody. I think everybody got a little yes. 50 cent on them if, if someone tries them. Yes. But otherwise, I always, my intention is always love. Mm. And I think love is the nucleus of everything that, um, Love is the nucleus of life and everything. Like, you know, no matter how successful you are, you know, it all comes back down to, you know, do you love yourself? Um, do you love your family? Does your family love you? Do you have loving friends? Um, you know, love. That's what we all, ultimately, you know, even our animals that we have, they love us and we love that. You know what I'm saying? So, I always operate from a place of love and a, a place of light because I know 100% the light always beats out darkness. You know, mm -hmm. um, you cannot fight darkness with darkness. What did Martin, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. say? One of my favorite quotes, um, darkness cannot beat out darkness. Only light can do that. So in every situation, I always try to be light and I start my day and I end my night with the words, not my will, God's will be done. And those words have served me very well for my, for, for my life. It, it's been um, just even saying those words, you just give up and you just give up anything negative that could even possibly come your way. Because even if it does, it's God's will. And there's a lesson to learn from. it. And to add to that, I truly believe that uh, my parents who adopted me were deacons in a church, missionaries. They traveled around the world. My dad's a, mm -hmm. a military veteran. My mother was a nurse. Um, and the biggest thing to share is my mom always told me God doesn't make mistakes. Nope, he does not. And that, you know, your free will does matter. What you choose to do, what you choose mm -hmm. to say, and how you choose to act or react will make a difference one way or another. Mm-hmm. That's right. And I, I, you know, everything I, I've had an incredible life and I ask myself, wow, how, why me? How did I end up having this life? I mean, you know, I grew up in a small town. I, in, in Alabama, Tuscumbia, Alabama. Um, it was only known for the birthplace of Helen Keller. So, <laughs> and uh, NASA space center. Well, that's actually in Huntsville. That's not even in Tuscumbia, but to have the audacity to dream that I could get on a plane to go to New York City and pursue a modeling career, which that one choice, that one opportunity changed the entire course of my life is that's God, because I didn't have <clears throat> that kind of influence or money or support to even think, I didn't know anyone that was living in New York. I didn't know anyone famous. I didn't know anyone modeling. I didn't even know that there was such such a thing as the fashion industry. I didn't know anything. I just knew that there had to be something else, that there was a fire burning inside of me that knew, that made me feel like I, I, I'm bigger than where I am. Like I, I have to like, try to figure out and take advantage of every opportunity that comes my way to start this journey of wherever it is that I'm going. And, and that's what I did back then. And that's what I'm still doing now. So, you know, when I got the call from Lifetime about doing the movie Cruel Instruction, I mean, honestly, it's the biggest role that I've ever had. And I, you know, my 
for the past 11 years, I've been doing reality TV. And before that, I was a mom. So I've, you know, I've had classes, I've had coaches, I have not had as much training as, you know, I would have liked to have had before I took on this role. But again, that's where God steps in. And the ironic thing is, I'm a huge Lifetime fan. It's one of my favorite things to do is sit at home and watch Lifetime. It's one of my favorite things to do with my mom is watch Lifetime with my sister, even with my daughter, Noelle. And for me to have an opportunity to be a part of the Lifetime family now is honestly like a full circle moment for me because I actually love Lifetime. So to see my own self in a movie is really pretty incredible. When did you find... And what is the earliest remem- uh, memory that you can remember, Cynthia, where you completely surrendered and let go to let God? Ooh, um, I think it was my first season on Housewives. Um, my marriage was already showing some red flags of being in trouble. Um, I think when I made the decision to... file for divorce and try to turn my life around just in terms of my personal life. I It was very difficult for me because I felt like I was married in real life, but I was also married on TV. And, you know, I'm somewhat of a perfectionist. I, you know, loved my husband. I wanted my marriage to work. Uh, I felt like by um leaving my marriage that was a failure for me which you know i consider myself a winner and but in my heart of hearts i had to follow my heart and you know i just didn't have peace and i knew that in order for me to go forward with the other things that i wanted to do with my life to have a full life i had to have peace and that for me was a turning point for me, for sure, as in terms of um, how I wanted to move forward with my life and just taking control of my life. Because, it, you know, I, I felt like at one point I didn't even have control anymore. And um, to be actually being on a reality show and going through something like that at the same time was incredibly difficult. And looking back, I still don't know how. I did it and was okay and did it with as much love as and integrity as I could have because divorces are usually always very nasty. And um, I knew that, you know, you know, I, you know, I I have had and still have a lot of respect for, for my ex-husband and, you know, there'll always be some love there. So I, I, you know, I just trusted in God, you know, not my will, God's will be done. If it's, if I'm meant to be with this person, make it a little easier for this to, for me to be with him. And if I'm not, then let us both have enough strength to walk away from it. And, and we did, but it was probably one of the hardest things that I've ever done. Other than being in the big brother house. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to be honest. I've, been casting for to be on Big Brother, the regular Big Brother show since 2010. I just 
sent in everything for Big Brother 24. I'm like, I was trying to reach out to all the casting, uh, you know, agents to be like, you know, did you guys look at my reel? Like, what's going on? Oh, so, my God. I'm you serious. should. Wow. How many times have you submitted? Since 2010. And I'm and I just did for this season of 24. They're taking in submissions. And I'm like, yes. can someone get me on there, please. Oh my goodness. All right. I may have to send a text over to someone. Like, I don't, I don't know if they, the people that do the, that I dealt with that do the celebrity one does the other one, but I'm going to, I'm going to send a text. I'm going to write that down, send text to Marty. All right. I don't know if it's going to help you, but I'm going to, I'm going to definitely see if I could at least get you an audition. Please. Yeah, I was in the house for 30 days. I think I I was one of the last to leave that house. I think I may have a little, just a little bit of pool in there. They, they know who I am. So I, I think I could send over a text. If they listen to your voice of reason or pay attention to anything of your wisdom, which they should, I will give you a big shout out live <laughs> on a Big Brother set. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm rooting for you and and good luck to you. But I will. I definitely will push that name through it. And hopefully you can at least get an audition. And I'm sure you'll wild up once that happens. Thank you for answering a prayer with you doing that. Seriously. Um, I, I don't know why I just have always felt that I should be on that show. I just well, I, Go ahead. Yeah, I, I, I think it sounds like you would be great on that show. And, you know, it's so interesting because you obviously seem like a Big Brother fan. I really didn't. I wasn't a super fan. I didn't really know that much about the show. I basically thought in some small way by me being on Housewives on a reality show that it would have prepared me a little bit for Big Brother. But, of course, it absolutely did not prepare me. It's two different two different worlds, okay? Mm -hmm. And um, I also... Um, I don't know. I thought, okay, I did watch it. Yeah, I watched the two celebrity seasons. I was like, okay, I kind of get it. I'm still a little confused about how the backdoor thing works. And <laughs> I never really knew, like, I never, it was never clear to me that you could have more than one alliance. Like, I just never got that for some reason. Yeah. And uh, I pretty much just went in just being myself. And, you know, at the end of the day, I think for the most part, um, just, being a woman of my word, playing a game with integrity, which is not really necessarily the way to win that game. I found that out, but, um, you know, and cooking and cleaning, I, I basically cooked and cleaned my way to like, you know, to final three, because I think, <laughs> you know, they were like, well, we get Cynthia out of the house. Well, who's going to clean the toilets? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> the one toilet for 11 people. Oh, Lord. Trust me. I was like, <laughs> I took oh. a lot on because I had to be comfortable like I did it for the house, but I really was doing it for myself because trust and believe, you know, being in the house with a bunch of celebrities, there's a reason why they have assistants and housekeepers and all this stuff because they don't really, they're not that self-sufficient when it comes to the domestic life, you wow. know? So that was, uh, so I was like, okay, I know where I can fit in here. Uh, they got to eat and mm -hmm. the only way we're going to get food is to make our food and cook it ourselves. And I'm sure everybody can... Uh, appreciate a clean bathroom. So I was like, this is where I will be strong. I never won a competition. I never got blood on my hands. And the only thing I did win was the uh, Mon Juan um, uh, curse, blessing curse, uh, which wasn't even like a competition. That was basically uh, everyone in the house, you know, wanting me to stay and go the, to the next round, which was, which was pretty awesome. Actually, if I had to only win one thing, uh, since I sucked at the other competitions, 
it made me actually feel really good that, you know, because at that point, I think it was all 11 of us still there that, you know, people wanted to save me the first round going out. So that made me feel good. See that? When yeah. when when you are the light and the light of someone's life and the room and and that sort of embodiment, I'm sure you have this experience. It's very, I don't know if interesting is the right word, but let's just say, and I'm sure you're going to understand, Cynthia, the type of light and person who you are, is, and what you attract, you attract everything, and with that, it's very amazing of when you I'm sure when you have spoken to people you know whether it be you know on any show CBS mm-hmm. you know on Bravo and everything so have you ever noticed like maybe little ticks in people's faces or body language or something because you know that your voice your vibration your mm-hmm. your mm-hmm. you know reverberation is altering something it's enlightening something it's bringing Mm -hmm. attention and awareness so have you found Mm -hmm. that most people have a lot of internal and external adjustments when you speak and when you don't speak because that's something I've always observed through the television that you do a lot more through your energy through you know your spoken word that there's a lot of adjustments happening. There's a lot of recalibrations happening. Do you mm-hmm. notice this? Yeah, you know what? Actually, now that you bring it up, I, I do kind of notice it. Uh, I definitely am an energy person. Um, I definitely always try to bring good, positive energy. Even if I'm met with negative energy, I still try to be positive. I usually always try to turn it around. And and if I can't turn it around, then I just kind of walk away from it. But um, Yes, absolutely. Um, you know, with me in any situation, and I've been in some pretty curious situations, <laughs> I'm always going to come and, and just bring that light and bring that good energy. And I feel like ultimately it has always been my saving grace at the end of the day. Even if I didn't feel like I won, down the road I feel like I won. Mm-hmm. So um because sometimes you know you don't under you, you know you may be in a situation and you don't understand what's happening at that moment but sometimes a win is not an obvious win sometimes you have you know you just got to let things play out and you're like you know what i actually did win like i'll give you an example and then i have to jump off because i have another interview uh i was homecoming queen of my high school the first african-american homecoming queen uh, with that honor uh, and I went to a predominantly white high school in, in Alabama, small town in Alabama, Tuscumbia. Uh, with that honor, I ended up competing in a homecoming queen pageant. So I go to this pageant. It was the first and only pageant that I've ever been in in my life. Uh, I couldn't even afford another dress. I had to wear my same dress that, you know, we saved money for for my homecoming dress. And I remember getting in my little, uh, I don't know what year it was, this little, uh, uh, little Volkswagen Rabbit car and I drove to Atlanta to go to this competition with no real experience. I didn't have any talent. So I actually recited um, Martin Luther King's uh, I Have a Dream. And uh, I didn't win. I didn't place or any of that stuff. But after the comp, after the pageant was over, and these are some of the most beautiful, these pageant girls have been, these, these girls have been doing pageants their whole life. So they were comp- ready. And I just, you know, honestly just did the best that I could do. But after the pageant was over, um, I Booker from Wilhelmina Models in New York City approached me about 
uh, signing with Wilhelmina in New York City, which at the time I didn't even, I couldn't even imagine going to New York City. I couldn't even imagine being a model. I couldn't imagine anything that she was presenting to me at the time. But I said, I share that story to say, um, you know, I was really disappointed that I didn't win or place or be a runner up in the pageant, but I was actually the only person, the only um, contestant that was offered a modeling contract. So I didn't win, but I actually won in the end because I did go on uh, almost maybe six or seven months later, I did go on to move to New York and start my modeling career with Wilhelmina Models. And that kick jumpstart started everything and pretty much put me on this phone with you now. Because once I did that, once that opportunity came to me and I took it, then everything else just kind of fell into place. So sometimes, you know, I was, you know, sad that I didn't win, but I was like, wait, looking back, I did win. I won. You know, so I'll I'll leave it right there uh, in terms of that. But yeah, you, 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 like your mom said, God does not make any mistakes. I wasn't supposed to win the pageant. I was supposed to sign with the modeling agency and move to New York City and change the entire course of my life. And you're going to continue to do that. And to share this real quick in honor of your 11 years with the Real Housewives of Atlanta, the number 11 is a message from the angels telling you to take action and make a radical shift in your life. Having waiting too long, now is the time to realize your goals. This number is a message from your guardian angels that they are on your side. They'll be there for you no matter where you go or what you do. So I wanted to share that message with you. I love that. I love that. Oh, text me. Text. Can you text me that, Stephen? I will text You have my it. number. I love that because everything in my heart was just, you know, it was very difficult to walk away from housewives in any capacity. You know, I did think about going back as a friend, but everything said, no, not only is it time, Cynthia, it is the right time. This is the time. And I could not get that feeling out of my heart. And it really overcame that feeling really made me, gave me even more courage to take the leap of faith and to leave a job without another job in place. I still don't actually have a regular job yet. <laughs> so I'm still everything. I'm still just hustling right now and going from gig to gig to gig. And it's working out for me pretty well. But you know how we feel secure with just that one job. And then we can, you know, kind of piggyback, you know, everything else we can kind of put on top of it, the hosting and the acting. But um, this is the time and it's the right time. And I love that you shared with me, um, you know, season 11 was the time for me to go. Number 11. So please send that to me. I'm going to, and I'm going to tell you, you're not done with Bravo unless you truly believe you are. This is a moment for you. Thank My heart's you. telling me that this, you're welcome. This is a pause for you. Um, Thank you. So with that, I don't want, I know you've got to go. Um, I will text that to you. Uh, once yes. again, we're both East Coast people. What we say we're going to do, we're going to do it. That's right. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for just, uh, uh, just a really uh, insightful interview. I get interview. I've been doing press for the past two weeks, and I will have to say I, I was not. This was a pleasant surprise because I love when people do their research, and you know, you knew that I was from Alabama. You knew a lot. You know, I was Pisces. Like I, I really appreciate the fact that you took the time to, you know, of course, you know, you got to ask the obvious questions that I get all the time, but I feel like we went a little deeper, and I always appreciate that because when you. Take me deeper. I like to go deeper. Otherwise, it's just a, another surface interview of 20 more interviews I have to do today. <laughs> so, <laughs> thank you. 
you've always got a home here on Power 98.5. And these interviews and these these uh, connections that we will continue to have will always be like this. So anything you need, anything you want, I'm always here. And uh, anytime you want to come on, this is your home. All right. Well, thank you so much. Uh, the best is yet to come. I have a lot of other things coming up, and I look forward to talking to you again. And we got to get you in the Big Brother house, too. Please. All right. I didn't forget about that. <laughs> All right, Stephen. Thank you so much. God bless. Enjoy your day. Thank you, Cynthia. Cynthia okay. Bailey Hill, everyone. Go to her Instagram supporter and uh, tune in to her new film that is going to be debuting. On Saturday, March 12th at 8 a.m. Pacific, 7 Central, Cruel Instruction. You're listening to Power 98.5 Satellite Radio live on air with Stephen Cuoco. Have a great week, everyone. Shows and let's connect.